0: From some land, somewhere in magic, this is Tap Tap Concede. Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Tap Tap Concede. I'm James, and I'm joined this week by... Kathleen! And... Nelson. And we have a topic for you today. But first, let's talk about the sponsors of this show. First up, we have Card Kingdom. Cardkingdom.com slash L-R-R. That slash LRR. That'll apply the affiliate code. It lets them know that we sent you. Uh, It's super helpful, so don't forget that. Kathleen, talk about Card Kingdom.
1: Card Kingdom is a wonderful retailer. They maintain two brick-and-mortar stores in the greater Seattle area, but also they have a magnificent and terrifying online presence, and I can truly say from being in their warehouse that they are a kingdom of cards.
0: Nelson.
2: They also will send you sealed product anywhere in America or... If you want individual magic cards, even multiple individual magic cards, they'll send those anywhere in the world. And if you mention that LRR sent me button please, they'll also include a little one-inch button that says Mo Woo! Planeswalkies?
0: I mean, that's currently what the button is. No promises that's what button you will get when this eventually goes out on Monday. Because maybe they'll have already gone through all those buttons. Who knows? That's cardkingdom.com slash LRR. They've been sponsoring this for many, many years. We love them. We use them. So should you go check them out. And of course, patreon.com slash learning ready run. We couldn't do any of this without your support over at patreon.com. And uh, yeah, it's pretty great. Thank you for giving us money to make silly things. You like, did this. Like a podcast about magic.
1: I personally deeply appreciate it.
0: Yes. You know what you did. You, and keep doing it. Please. All right. Um, let's crack a pack.
1: Crackety packety. Here you go. Roll a dice. I guess I'm rolling who dice. I'm going to roll it towards Nelson, okay?
0: All right. And then Nelson can stop it and hit two. We oh, zero, to do a two.
1: That was a team effort.
0: Two. We are cracking a pack of Masters 25. Ooh, spicy. Uh, which is pretty spicy. This is from Elizabeth uh, from PAX Australia 2018.
1: Ooh, how recent. Crikey. Yeah, Thank quite, you, Elizabeth.
0: Quite, quite recent. So
1: I don't uh, think they say that in Melbourne.
0: Crikey. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I think. I think she's she's right. a wild one. <laughs> All right. Uh, Beach, you got it all set up? You think? We're going to find out. I think. All right. I'm from everywhere. Is that man. where the card goes? Further forward. Hoot. Further forward. Hoot. Huh. Huh. Is that where you like it, Beach? It should
3: have. <laughs> yeah. Boy, it should have acquired that by now. Let me just see if I can play with that.
0: All right. Well, in the meantime, I can talk to you about Mog Flunkies. It's a 3 3 for one and a red. Well, boy, howdy. That's Those some good stats right there. Stats. But it does have some extra text which says it can't attack or block alone. Uh, I mean, I still love these cards. It's a goblin. why would it want to attack or block alone? Exactly I feel... wouldn't want to
1: block at all yeah I
0: That's mean
1: fair. and if you have goblin you're just gonna turn all goblins sideways
0: yeah no I I love the I love these cards that cost a little but you get a lot but they have to you know they've got a conditional they have, they drawback f- they need friends. And I think that's super cool.
2: Why isn't there like an entry level job that you can you can get when you're 17 that's title is just flunky? <laughs> you know, it's just like just, I, you know, I I worked at that warehouse and I kind of was just the I system just manager's tricky, goon. I mean, yeah, that's. Just, I mean, you go there, th- th- do this. Those
0: jobs exist. Yeah. And and your bosses call you that. Yeah. They just don't publicly say it. That's right. Yeah. So, uh, anyways, uh, next up we have the white main lion. Uh, this is one in a white for a tutu. Uh, it's a cat. And it has flash and it says whenever or when white Mainline enters a battlefield, return a creature you control to its owner's hand.
1: That's always like a good card for abusing ETB effects.
0: Yeah. Abusing ETB effects, um, saving a chump block, maybe mm-hmm. with, the, with flash means that you can make your blocks and then flash this in, bring something back to your hand to save it from maybe getting run over. Yeah. Um, Shuts down removal. Shuts mm-hmm. down if you have removal, it. if you Yeah, have up, it's kind of like a counter spell for removal. I feel yeah. like
1: this yeah. is like a uh, this is like a standard in like you know popper cube. Like this oh, sort yeah. of white for mane sure. lion, ETB effect. I don't. Yeah. Know. I mean,
0: both of these cards have, are I would say are probably pretty common in popper cubes for sure. I'm going to take the fair, lion
1: most, over the flunkies. Yes,
0: though. I would currently take the one. Very lion. powerful. Next up we have Nazumi Cutthroat, mm. uh, one and a black. We're sticking on our um, one and a colored. Theme here, uh, Rat Warrior. It's a two-one, and it has fear, which means it can't be blocked except for by artifact creatures and or black creatures, and it also can't block itself. Um, I mean, evasion is always pretty nice, uh, especially in a two-drop where you, can, if you can get this thing down on curve, you just start bashing in for two every turn. Feels pretty good. I played this card in standard.
2: Yeah, yeah, it's just like, okay, at wearing Jite, and you need to play sixty cards, and they can't all be Hand of Death. <laughs> <laughs> so what, like, what standard?
1: What a what a just glowing uh, endorsement there. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
2: Um, it would have been Kamigawa Ravnica
1: standard, I think.
2: Okay. E, no, Kamigawa Onslaught standard. Okay. Is that right? No, Kamigawa
0: Mirrodin. There we go. We got there. All right. Yeah, I'm still we I'm still in in a limited format in the Masters Twenty Five limited format. I think I'm still with the cat. Yeah. Over this? Guy, this? this Cats pretty, eat rats. This guy's yeah. pretty medium. But yeah. if you have a Jitte, suddenly this is the best cards that we've seen so far. Yeah. All right. Moving along. One and a green. We're doing it. We're getting there. Anok uh, Survivalists. Uh, it is a Creature Hound Shaman. Uh, it's another 2-1. It has Megamorph. So for one and a green, you may cast this card face down as a 2-2 creature for 3. Um, turn it face up at any time for the Megamorph cost, which, as I said, was one and a green. When it is turned face up, destroy target artifact or enchantment, an opponent controls. Oh, that's so good. Yeah. It's, it's like
1: okay. I mean it's a two it's a three two which for five, which is bad. But you get to pay an installment, which is good, and you get to get an artifact, which is very good if you need to get it. Or an enchantment. Lots mm-hmm. of enchantment based removal. Scar- I don't
2: know about in this set though. This card was prob- is probably more relevant in Masters Twenty Five than it was in Dragons of Tark here. I, mean, yes. I, I think so. For sure. There um, weren't a ton of artifacts and enchantments you needed to blow up in dragons, I don't think.
1: I know there weren't a lot of artifacts. There's like a couple of like there was the banners like though, you could hose you could really hose people guess, on their yeah. banners. Yeah. that was a mana fixing, I yeah. think. I yeah, I don't think that you were ever like super like jazzed to destroy an you artifact. Could, if you blew up your
2: opponent's like cloud form, then maybe you wouldn't lose to it. So there's right. that. There, oh, were those, yeah. there were the the blue and white enchantments that manifest a creature and then give them some evasion. Those, right. those were pretty scary. Yeah, mm. yeah, yeah.
0: Alright, moving on. Do you think we can complete the set? We've had... If we get a
2: one and a blue, then yeah. yeah. I feel like
0: I, I want to check the pack wrapper. I was going to say, <laughs> I don't remember if they're what the common one and a blue creature was. Because this is all two power Oh no, no, we had one three power, so it doesn't, okay. doesn't fit there. They're pack. all two drops that cost Kay. one colored mana. It's a blue card. Let's find out. Oh, damn it, Horseshoe Crab. So close! You ruined it! Horseshoe Crab is two and a blue for a 1-3 Crab. And for one blue, untap it. That's it.
2: It's pretty cool if you put something on that lets it, gives it
0: a tap ability. Yeah, I remember there being um, ways to kind of abuse this in the format. Um, dr- drafting the Horseshoe Crab deck. Mm. Or at least drafting the Crab in the... I don't even remember what it was, but
2: uh, it was it's, it's fun. Yeah. There, w- there was a standard combo with it with, uh, I want to say, Pyromancer's skill or Lavamancer's skill or something like mm-hmm. that. So it was just like turns it into a Prodigal Pyromancer and
0: then you can start fireballing your opponent every turn. Right. Mm. Yeah. All right. Uh, next up, we have Kindle. One and a red for an instant. Kindle deals X damage to target creature or player where X is 2 plus the number of cards named Kindle in all graveyards.
1: So the first Kindle is fine but it starts to get very good no i think
0: so you have an overpriced
2: shock and then you have an incinerate and then you have a thunderbolt yeah
1: right
0: because this the x it does third one that pays off because a lot of people but if
1: your opponent's running a kindle law but then (laughs) then you draw
0: more kindles than yeah yeah because yeah yeah, it is uh in all graveyards which is kind of interesting
1: Yeah. yeah so your opponent can get you too
0: yeah but x is zero on the first cast yeah, where I know some people had thought that you cast it, it goes to the graveyard. And then, then it resolves. And then no, it resolves. it's like no, that's not how magic works. But, no, uh, it would be kind of, it would be way better if it did. Yeah, I mean, it would have, <laughs> it would have been
2: much more of a splash back then if it did. It's from Tempest, which already had like, there was a really good mono red burn deck that didn't play this. I think right, uh. like Fire Blast is from Visions. Is that, this, is that the same block? I think Tempest came after Mirage, right? So I believe that you is have correct. In, in this block of standard, you have access to like Mog Fanatic and Fire Blast and Thunderbolt and Lightning Blast, I think. So mm. there was a good mono-red as, as somebody think... who
1: didn't play at this time, you could have told me that there was a mono-red deck that ran hoobly Doodle <laughs> And I'd be like, wow, I've never seen that card. I guess it's a commander staple. Important segue
2: right? into
0: Kathleen's dreams. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Next up, Dauntless Cathar. Two oh, I and this card. a white for a human soldier. Three, two. Uh, one and a white. Exile it from your graveyard. Create a one, one white spirit token with flying. Activate this ability only at any time you could cast a sorcery. Um, yeah, this card. I mean, in uh, in Innistrad, uh, this card was fine. Um, I don't remember how good it was in Masters 25, but I mean, any card, like three, two for, a th- for three mana is fine. And being able to cash in down the line later for a one-one spirit token with flying is,
2: I mean, that's pretty decent. I'm pretty sure I first picked this card once out of a pack of Shadows and Strad
0: Okay.
1: Yeah. I don't. Yeah, because wasn't there some sort of like spirits deck or something? I mean, yeah, it's
2: just sure. Solid, it's, it's just, just a yeah, doesn't require anything to make it good. Yeah, yeah. it's yeah. just yeah, D-
1: yeah, two bodies, one yeah.
0: card. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Great card. Uh, next up, we have Relentless Rats. Uh, one black, black for a rat. It's a 2-2, and it gets plus one, plus one for each other creature on the battlefield named Relentless Rats. A deck can have any number of cards named Relentless Rats. This was the first printing of Relentless
2: Rats at Common, wasn't it? I believe it was. I think so, yeah. Yeah.
0: Um, It it was never a card I played in this format, Um, much like any of these kind of cards, where it's just like, you can have as many as you want. I mean, in Limited, that's... Okay, like five, maybe, maybe five, six. If you're lucky. I mean, if I could get six Relentless Rats in draft, then sure, I would do it for the lulls, But eh. if you can play six Relentless Rats in your deck, it's probably fine. Yeah, yeah, but that's that's a big if. So, oh, it was it was fine.
1: When do you ever see six of any common in a draft?
2: It's rare, but it happens. You know, if you're especially if you're at a larger than eight player pod. And yeah. Then, and then you get a bit lucky, too. I mean, the right?
0: thing is, is that these kind of cards reward you, though, so it's fairly rare. People will see these and be like, ooh, maybe I can pick up more later. But the thing is is that a lot of people have that same thought. Yeah, there's um, always a second Relentless yeah. Rats are at the table, yeah, and then exactly. you both don't And then, yeah, them. Yeah,
1: and then everybody gets two rats Yeah, and nobody and then, runs any of yeah, them. Yeah,
0: exactly. They sit in your sideboard. Yeah. Next up. Epic confrontation. One and a green sorcery. Target creature you control gets plus one, plus two until end of turn. It fights target creature you don't control. This is a great combat removal kill you thing. Yeah. Yeah. I
1: like that it buffs toughness. Yeah. So your dude can hopefully live.
2: Yeah. It also was just like, I think... Oh, no, right, it came. this is two sets after the one with the guy punching the bear. It was this block. Cons of Tarkir introduced yeah, Savage Punch, right? Yeah. Like the the artist showed just a human punching a bear with yeah. the same exact expressions on this art, and it was very much loved by the community. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um,
0: this is a little... Because I think Savage Punch was plus two, plus two. That sounds right. Um, so this is a little worse in that it's plus one, plus two. Um, but the plus two is nice because, yeah, as Kathleen said, it, it helps protect your creature um, a little bit. There it, it is. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, it yeah, was so. ferocious. Gives you plus two. Yeah. Plus two. Right. Okay.
2: So. It wasn't strictly better. This one just always
0: gives. So you plus I mean, plus that's two. more of an uppercut, <laughs> and this is more of a and savage punch is more. Yeah. A downer cut. That's maybe? That more is like a, down, like yeah, a yeah, left a, hook. Yeah, less hook. Left hook, down cut. Uppercut. Down hook, left cut. Okay, anyways. Uh, moving on. Downer cut. Downer cut. <laughs> yeah. All right. We turned. We, we coined it. How <laughs> yeah, about fencing awesome. ace? I, I like fencing ace. Master of the downer cut. Uh, w- another two drop. There have been a lot of those in this pack. Uh, this is a one one for two. Uh, it has double strike, though. So
1: it's technically a, a, a two one for two. Sure,
0: yeah. Kind of. Um, I mean, these cards are great if you can get stuff on them, whether they be auras or enchantments uh, or equipment, equipment, um, any way to sort of to toughen them up a little bit, because, I mean, this thing dies to a 2-2. Yeah, (laughs) I think I only drafted it
2: once, but one of the most hilarious decks in Return to Ravnica is just this guy. And it's an aura they actually play in Bogles in Modern. I forget, but it's also in the common run. Uh, This was uncommon. It's common in this set, but it was uncommon in in RTR. So it was pretty hard to put together. But, yeah, if you could, you just grabbed cheap creatures. As many of them are fencing ace as possible. Or they have three power. And then you just put... uh can anyone remember what it's called? It counts the number of auras that are in play, and it gives plus one, plus one, and first strike. I know what you're talking about, okay. but I don't remember what
0: it's called. All right. Well, just scroll down. Someone else has written it down for me. <laughs> yeah, it's in the comments there somewhere. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I know what you're talking about. And yeah. yeah, that was a fun deck. Mm. Uh, all right, moving on to the uncommons. First up, we have Swift Foot Boots. Uh, two mana.
1: Commander Staple.
0: <laughs> two mana. Artifact. Equipment. Equip creature has Hexproof and Haste. Equips for One. Yeah, absolutely. I think too. I'd take that. The boots. The boots. Boots are great. Because so like, yeah, it's just good. Super scary in this pack. Like,
1: yet. it's just to protect your most best creature, right? Yep. You know, you know. I go to equip boots. Do you have a response?
0: Well, and just being able to to protect it, but not only more or less give any creature you play as long as you can keep up that one extra mana to give it haste. Yeah, feels really good. Like even if you're just putting this on your, you know, your big dumb six six for six. If you can cast that on turn seven and just pay for hexproof and haste that same turn that's pretty good like that's it, it's not the worst at least in in draft it's not the worst i always so. find
2: it a difficult decision if you're only getting haste out of it really like uh for one more mana there's strider harness which gives plus one plus one the haste and yeah. also only equips for one so it's a similar amount of benefit and only one extra casting cost and i still often find it's hard to make room for Strider Harness in the various formats. What's so Lightning been, Greaves again? Lightning Greaves is two mana to It gives Shroud instead of Hexproof, which is worse, Yeah, mm-hmm. although maybe not relevantly so, depending on your deck, but it equips for zero.
0: Because, yeah, that's what I thought.
2: Yeah. And there's not a ton of equipment that equips for zero. Yeah, there it is. Um, because it enables combos.
0: Yeah. Cool. All yeah. right. Uh, moving on. Our next uncommon is Deadly Designs for one and a black enchantment. For two mana, put a plot counter on Deadly Designs. Any player may activate this ability. When there are five or more plot counters on Deadly Designs, sacrifice it. If you do, destroy up to two target creatures. I have never seen this card before in my life. It's from nope. Conspiracy.
1: <laughs> it's from the second Conspiracy, conspiracy I think.
0: Conspiracy 2, Take the Crown, maybe? Okay. Yeah. Conspiracy
2: 2, Electric Bulu. Electric blue. Uh, uh This yeah, card okay. is a Conspiracy card that is relevant in multiplayer, like it has Multiplayer yeah. design, and it's in this two player format, so I feel like. Why is it in
0: this two player I format? I feel like it's
2: to point out how much worse it would be in a two yeah, player format. Yeah. But, yeah. but you know
1: what it is? It is a great target for uh, that uh, green uh, megamorph creature But when you reveal it, you can destroy an artifact or enchantment. Imagine somebody else plays, puts a bunch of mana into this. Yeah. And then you're like, haha, not so fast. Fair. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Yeah, this is a weird card. Don't yeah. pick this card if you're drafting Masters 25. I don't know. Next up, classic Pyroclasm. Hey. One and a red deals two damage to each creature. We got my favorite pick of the pack. Yeah, so far. 100% yeah. favorite pick. I also
2: love this printing of it. Yeah? Yeah. Well, I li- I love the the printing of this whole set, actually. I really like the um, the large... Watermarks in the background of to the to text let you box, know where they came but from. they came out particularly nicely on a few cards, and this is one of them.
0: Yeah,
1: mm-hmm.
2: yeah.
0: Well, I like. I, I'm a big fan of the 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 center aligned text. Um, I mean, that one's gorgeous. Really, uh, I like to, I like this one more than that one. I mean, I like it more just because I'm generally not a huge fan of those pirate uh, the, 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 full the, arts. the full arts. Yeah, I the mean, MPRs. they're gorgeous and they show off that That one's dumb. Yeah. <laughs> oh really? That's the one I often play. That's the original. Pat uh, Morris. He uh, hasn't done a ton of work for Magic, I guess. But no. The
1: the the that floor... one's the
0: rarest one. Yeah, mm. from the... Portal. Oh, there's a seventh seventh edition one. It's the most full art cards one, right? are
1: beautiful, yeah. but like they're just so miserable if you don't know what the card does. Mm-hmm. Right, like as another player, like you sure. see somebody's like super trekked out commander deck, and it's like, "What does that do?" What's
2: I mean, that do? Magic is kind of a game that requires your phone these days, anyway. Sure. So you know, it's good as long as you can read the name. If you have a foreign full art card, just play where there are judges. Yeah, I don't know. If you bring a foreign full art card to someone's kitchen table game, it's kind
0: of like, right? Yeah. All right. We have our rare. There's also a foil because there was a foil in every pack of this. Is the
1: foil or rare? I
0: I don't know. I'm not going to look. I have not looked, but we're going to look at the. the rare first.
1: Laquatus is champion.
0: Hell yeah. Four black black for a nightmare horror. It's a 6-3. When it enters the battlefield, target player loses 6 life. When it leaves the battlefield, that player gains 6 life. And for one black, you can regenerate
1: it. So just out of curiosity, if you regenerate uh, this creature, it, does it count as leaving no. and re-entering the battlefield sure doesn't. interesting no,
2: yeah regeneration like... replaces um being destroyed so. Yeah. so that's what i
1: thought so just... so you're so this comes down i play it i nug nelson for six Watch. and then nelson has to hope that he can get rid of it somehow Which when i don't have had... that one black and mana. yeah
0: up. exactly and that's why it has that regeneration clause is that so you can do your damn best to keep it alive to stop the person that you just dealt six damage to from gaining that six life back, so mm-hmm. um, I kind of dig the design on this kind of card. Yeah. This it's neat. I don't know if I would play it. I, I Played mean, it in
2: cube once, I think.
0: Okay, yeah. I mean, it it's kind of weird. As a six three, it's kind of weird. I mean, if it didn't have the regenerate, obviously it would be significantly worse. Um, but with the regenerate, I guess th- six six or the three pa- three toughness isn't quite as awkward. But
2: yeah, yeah I mean, it's not. It's not a really busted card, but it's kind of a fun card. Yeah.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: A little quick question. If you could get all those sick gains on your quads, would you put up with your arms turning into that many tentacles? Uh, no. No. All right. I would not. I feel like maybe I'd go for it. I okay. Yeah.
0: Beach is on my side. We're split 50-50. Okay. That's fair. I don't know if this will show up, but it's the goblin token. Uh, and finally, we have our rare. It's not.
1: Or our foil. Or our foil, foil.
0: sorry. Our foil. Uh, it's Ooh, the Humble it's cool Defector. Card. It's mm-hmm. a good card. It is another 2 drop Is can it I a just... good
2: card? It's an interesting card. It's an interesting yeah. card. So
0: yeah. one in a one in a red for a 2-1 human rogue, tap it, draw two cards, target opponent gains control of Humble Defector, hence the defector, activated this ability only during your turn. So, play it the next turn, draw two cards, give it to your opponent, and now they're in a position where they can do the same thing and you can kind of just trade it back and forth. Um I I mean, drawing two cards is kind of sweet. There's some ways, yeah. There's some ways to
2: trick this card so that your opponent doesn't draw the cards. I mean, you know. do you
1: do you do you block with it, and then tap, right, and then tap it like?
2: You're only allowed to do it during your turn, so you can't. Oh, activate this ability
1: yeah. only during. It. Wow, I, did, I could have just kept reading it.
2: Yeah, that's okay. It was a it's a good question. Otherwise, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean you can just play like some cards like Brooding Sorion or uh, there's a land that does it you can tap and like you get back all your things. There's a few there's a there's another creature besides Brooding Sorion I think that also does it. I want to say like Trastany. Okay. Mm, yeah, 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 there's a few right, cre- right. there's a few cards that are just like everybody gets back all the things they own. And then there's a few other cards like Brand, I believe, where it's just like I get back the things that I own. Mm-hmm. Um, or you can just bounce it, right? Because all bounce cards say like return to their owner's hand. So yeah. there's there's various ways to turn this into like a card advantage engine. Um, it just
1: requires a little bit of work. There's yeah, some setup.
2: But it didn't. Yeah. But in modern, I don't think it. Sorry. In in standard, it didn't ever make any waves. And in modern, it's still just like you could do it. But the other ways to draw a bunch of cards are generally more powerful, less flimsy, and less mana intensive. Right. Yeah. So, so it's, but it remains kind of a neat card and like potentially there will at some point be a pairing card with this that makes this card really worthwhile. Cause I mean, it is, it's on a piker. Yeah. So that's not the Yeah, worst, no,
1: it's not bad. You
0: know, Young Pyromancer and Snapcaster Mage are also pikers, right? Sure.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Uh, so here's a fun question. Mm-hmm. There are 15 cards here in my hand. How many of them were two drops?
1: Ooh. Uh, like Six? 12?
0: <laughs> You are the closest. Okay. <laughs> there are 11. Okay.
1: Whoa. Two, the Deadly was also a two Mog drop, flunkies.
0: Yeah. White Main Line, Cutthroat, Survivalist, Kindle, Confrontation, Ace, yeah. Boots, Designs, Humble Defector, Pyroclasm. There are only four cards here oh, that right. cost more than two mana. <laughs> right. Wow. Which seems statistically improbable. Uh, like, that's a lot are of two you up to drops. something, Elizabeth? Do you have a very <laughs> bright <laughs> yeah. lamp? Yeah. How'd you do that? Yeah. Anyways, so what's your first pick? It's I, kind of an interesting pack.
2: I kind of like the Pyroclasm. Yeah? But the champ is also interesting. Like, I don't I don't think I have ever drafted this format. I wanted to, but I don't think I ever got the chance to draft it even once. Okay. Unless I was here for the FNPF where you guys drafted it. But I'm not sure that I was. I mean, I think we but still have not. a box of this around. So oh, if we ever, baby. If Nelson we ever, wants to draft. If we ever do a draft of it. Yeah, okay. So
0: it's like probably between these
1: two cards? I think. What do so. you think? What do you think? I... I I don't, don't like, know you
2: like the boots, Kathleen? Do you
1: No, now that I've seen the Pyroclasm. Yeah, you know, I, I am...
0: mean like this has Pyroclasm just
2: seems really good against this
0: pack. Yeah. Like, like yeah. that's the thing. Pyroclasm drops, kills
2: yeah. everything
1: in <laughs> really this really wins
0: the mash test except it's, for Laquatus turn. Yeah. Team, right? It kills every creature in this pack except for horseshoe crab and, and the, the champion.
1: champion. Like, so, uh, and I feel like uh, even if you take Pyroclasm, like looking at the other red stuff in the pack, you're not like do- sending a signal that like red is like, there's nothing so good that you think the person to your left is going to start moving into red, right? Yep.
2: The upper confrontations may be a decent choice too. Sure, yeah. it like, gets a good removal spell.
0: Yeah, me. and you're not, again, if you're looking at doing the whole signal thing, you're not passing much in the way of green, so. I don't think this pack is capable know. of
2: sending a bad signal because it was pretty medium. It right? was
0: pretty medium. Yeah. I, I would agree. Just in terms of on power level of this set, especially, Um, that pack was kind whatever did you get to draft this set much um i mean we would have drafted it once or twice here and i feel like we did it on Mitgo a few times for the stream but like cool. it's it's again i mean these master sets you don't get to generally unless you're willing to put in the money on Mitgo. yeah you know you just you just don't get to draft them that much like no. i if i drafted this set it was m- less than a handful for yeah. sure and i don't remember it and uh, but I, I mean, just opening this pack, I'm like, this seemed kind of fun. I I remember it being kind of underwhelming, uh, just in terms of like the cards in the set. I remember people being kind of disappointed, right? Um, with with the set in general. Um, but eh, whatever, it was still fun. It's was there cards.
2: Jace in this one, or was that the, the next one? There I, were so many
0: master I sets. Honestly, yeah, that's the thing yeah. is that I, that's the one thing I think people were super excited because it's like, oh man, this is like the set to celebrate all of Magic's history, and it's just kind of like, I mean, you look at these cards, and it's like, really? Like, yeah. Dauntless Cathar? Like, right. uh, Fancy Nace? Really? This is the best that Magic has offered offer funny. us? <laughs> yeah. Well, it's funny, because it
2: looks like a normal pack of Magic, like so many do. Like you yeah. know, These Master sets is just like, well, yeah, that's still the commons. It's yeah. like there's ten cards that you don't care about, probably. That's Jace fair.
3: the Mind Sculptor was in Master 25. Okay. okay,
2: so yeah, I gave you Jace, and I remember Blood Moon was in there. Yes. Um, I'm sure there were some other
0: hits. Yep but All right, some that's fair. good stuff. Yeah. All right. Well, I think that's going to do it for the crack pack session. Thank you to, was it Elizabeth?
1: Yes. Yes.
0: Thank you, Elizabeth. We appreciate it. Um, I'm hoping in the near future to do a proper Crack-A-Pack fest where we open a lot of packs, but Ooh. quickly.
2: Do you want to do it as a stream or do you want to do it as no, a podcast? No, we'll do it
0: as a podcast. Um, because I, So we have about 20 packs in the Crack-A-Pack box right now, but we probably have about 100 packs in the drawer right now. And we have Magic Fest Seattle coming up. We have Magic Fest Las Vegas at the end of August. Uh, we're going to get a lot more packs. I want to try to get through some of them. I want I want you guys to experience your pack being opened and not just languish in a drawer for the next six years. But instead of being so. carefully
2: analyzed at the beginning of an episode of Tap, Tap, Concede, we're going to do a crack-a-pack flurry. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Where there's just wrappers going everywhere. Just everywhere. It's yeah. going to be
0: a mess.
1: It looks like a combine harvester for cards.
0: Yeah. Nice. All right, so let's move on to today's topic, which we haven't said yet, and for good reason, because there really isn't one. Um, It's
1: just time to wrap with your friends James Nelson and Kathleen. Nelson, how's it going? I'm good. So,
0: I mean, so I think by virtue of this this podcast not having a topic, and we probably could have figured one out, um, we kind of found a topic in that talking about making content for magic. Because I'm sure that a lot of you at home are fans of the game. Otherwise, I don't know why you'd be listening to this podcast.
1: Our beautiful faces. Yeah, they just uh, like guess, our into lovely your voices. Brown I mean, eyes, that's James. fine
0: if that's yeah. the case. I appreciate it. But most of you probably love this game. But I would guess that there are periods of time where you kind of just are magicked out. Like, even if it's just like a week or two, like, I'm not talking about big long breaks where I'm talking- someone's
1: looking at you like you're an insect, <laughs> <laughs> he's like, I don't, what? I don't know what that means, what get, are you talking
0: about? Huh? I get magic out every weekend.
1: Well, yeah, yeah I mean, and that that's the thing, right, is Sometimes.
0: that, and again, I'm not talking about big long breaks, I'm not talking about like, I'm done with magic for a while, I'm gonna take a year break, or I've been away from the game for, for years and years and I'm coming back. I'm talking about like, a position that I currently find myself in, where, My interest in magic as a whole has been basically zero for the last three or four weeks.
1: Interesting. For no
0: other reason than just my mind has been occupied by other things
1: Animal Crossing. Um,
0: not in my case. I mean, that being said, the new Animal Crossing game on the Switch looks really good, and it might actually make me try Animal Crossing. I, Beach, can we turn this into an Animal Crossing podcast? Y- yikes. It's, it's completely up to you. <laughs> <laughs>
3: uh, the the question I would like, or the thing right. I would say, though, is that also magic being a significant part of your job, like planning pre-releases pre and, and making sure we're ready to go to events and doing that kind of thing, like magic is is... You're saying that you're, the amount of interest you have in it is zero, but it's like the amount of interest you have, I'm sure, in sitting down to play is zero because your mind is occupied yes. with all the other things surrounding it.
0: Correct. I think that's I, I think that's probably fairly unique to people in this building's experience, where even when your interest in playing Magic is at a zero, you can't ever let it fully escape your brain, right? I'm organizing pre-releases. Kathleen is writing Friday nights. Nelson is on almost every episode of tap tap conceit there are just some days where you're like i i don't know like i let's just i guess we'll talk about magic or something
1: as as somebody who has a small human at home and i don't know if nelson experiences this as well but like i find my cards
2: are all eaten yeah
1: yeah, keep them in a drawer out of the
2: way. She's so smart.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but uh, for me, it's just like I get the inkling to play magic mm-hmm. a lot more than I have the time to play magic. Sure. Yeah. So I just watch a lot of magic content, and We've- it's almost as, it's almost like cracking packs yourself. Right. It's not quite.
2: Yeah, I try to watch magic content, and then the kids insist that I put on Paw Patrol instead. So. Oh, it's my that. life too. Yeah. No, Paw Paw I think. Paw
1: Patrol. Paw Patrol. <laughs> I actually <laughs> No job's too big. Um,
2: <laughs> no amount of getting to play magic is too small. <laughs> um, I think I do experience getting magic out, but it's been a while for me since I've gotten, I've felt like I've actually played too much magic. But I think there's a similar thing that happens where we're like, you know, trying to make sure that we churn out enough content and like we have this regular production schedule. And sometimes like you feel a creative burnout that's similar sure. and mm. it's like related to magic. So it sort of feels like, being magic out but instead we just like what really happens is we're like topic for
0: TTC right oh <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah well exactly like yeah. the conversation for you know for this episode was okay what are we going to talk about there was the idea of talking about the mythic championship that's happening next weekend but my knowledge and interest in that topic right now is very low um, mainly just because I haven't really been paying close enough attention and I don't feel like I can have a fairly informed opinion or conversation about it.
1: It's in Barcelona. No,
2: no, no, it's no, in Vegas. it's in Vegas. This
0: Vegas. Is, So the the one that's happening next weekend, that's mythic championship four, Two, three, three. I think it's mission. So three. mythic championship three next week is arena only. The one in Barcelona right, is right, happening right, right. next month or in August. It's July. 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 That's in Barcelona, and that's a proper pro tabletop. That's a proper tabletop pro tour, mythic championship. That's sort of the classic. But so the one that's happening next weekend, or this, this yeah, next weekend, the same weekend as uh, Magic Fest Seattle, which is kind of awkward, is the one where there's only like I don't like seventy or eighty players. It's sixty four, or maybe it increased. It's it's increased because they invited some people. Yeah, I
2: want to say that I think. I feel kind of the same way. I am looking forward to catching some of the games of the uh, the upcoming MC, if I can. But I also feel less invested and excited about it because although build as a mythic championship, like you know sharing the title with the, the 200 to 500 player um, tabletop tournament, it's only 64 players that are going. So it really feels more like an invitational. It's closer mm-hmm. to being like the invitationals of the past or even earlier this year's... Invitational at PAX Boston, right? Yeah, Yeah, Mm -hmm. it's similar, right? Because it's only the elites, just the MPL and a few challengers. And then also I think they added on a few extra Mm -hmm. seat invites, right? Mm -hmm. Just invited people. Um, So it's a bit harder to feel connected to that. This is my experience is like, I feel, I've always felt connected to watching the pro tours because I took part in the grind somehow, whether it was I ran PTQs, or I ran PTQs or I played in PTQs or I helped people prepare for PTQs uh, or sometimes I just like helped people who won PTQs prepare to go and play in those th- tournaments um, on the local kind of like tangible level as a as a magic player I feel connected to that event whereas with the the invitationals I can't really have that mm-hmm. you know unless you're like actually um, you know Louis Scott Vargas's roommate, or I don't think Luis he has Salvatos. a roommate. Well, he probably has a plant he, he's or a dog. something. Yeah, he does have a dog.
1: Yeah, a yeah. child. Yeah. But like, I don't. Sorry, think...
2: I don't know that much about LSV's personal life. Yeah,
1: but but like, for me, do you think you would feel more invested if it was like, hey, this is a an MPL Invitational, right? And it wasn't like this is a mythic championship. They're like this MPL invitational stream and just watch the best of the MPL and like some of these other invitational people. And sort of, they they delineated it to be like, these are the, these are the smaller invite only events. And then here's the real big ones, like the one they're having in Barcelona and stuff like that.
2: Right. Well, I guess it's like, it's, it's funny thinking that they use like the term real big, you know, and, or this is the big event and, you know, it's just, it's just controlling hype. Right. Mm. And so, so maybe I would maybe maybe it'd be easier for me just personally as a viewer. Right. To have the mythic championship title reserved for like, OK, there's like people from all over the world are getting together and there's like a lot of them because there's a lot of countries where people play magic and just have those four events or however many they're going to actually have those per year. And then separately just say like, oh, there's four invitationals per year. Hmm. Right. Um, because I mean, the hype machine for the event in Boston obviously worked. Oh, absolutely! It did. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So, so maybe they're just supposed to expand on that instead. Yeah, I don't know.
0: I mean, I, like, I mean, on that topic, I just think that organized play as a whole is just just sort of struggling to find its footing right now. Well, because yeah. they're going um, through a huge
1: like yeah, and pivot, I guess. Yeah, absolutely,
0: they yeah. They're are. coming out and, of their shell big time this and year. And yep. I'm going. I, you know, I I am definitely the kind of person who will give that kind of movement time to find their footing, as I just said. Um, And not jump down their throats, you know, after only, you know, I'm by saying after only six months, it's like, well, that's still a lot of time. But, you know, it's one thing to say they should have just had all this figured out at the very start. Clearly, they didn't. So now we're in this other scenario where they need to figure it out. And I'm just going to live in this scenario and just pretend that the they should have had it figured out at the start and Never is, 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 is not going to happen. Well, right? it's also very so.
1: difficult to predict how, like, an organized play system will work for your viewers and your players until you see it in action, right? Like, they sure. may have had some ideas about how this would work, and now they may be like, oh, this isn't quite doing what we want it to do. Or, yep. You know, adjustments are probably t- – things are probably happening behind the scenes. Yeah,
2: it's-, it's easy maybe to say, like, hey, you had six months, you had a year, you had 18 months or whatever to put this together. But really what it comes down to is like, well, they haven't done it yet at all. Right. <laughs> sure. This is the list. This, this coming up MC is still the first one of these. Like, yes. even though it's fairly similar to the Invitational, it's still vastly different. It's not mm-hmm. happening at PAX. Uh, the invite list is different. The structure is going to be different. So it's still just like the first time. So everyone who's worked on it and has been promoting it or whatever and is going to make it come together, is it's still just like they've only had one time coming up to do it so after they've done it once we get to maybe judge them like okay you did it once or are you going to do it differently the second time after the second time we see the arena only um with the championship happen then you can kind of say like regardless of time you've had two iterations yep. mm-hmm. right and so it's maybe it's easier for uh, us who work in this building to think about it that way mm-hmm. because we similarly put together production schedules where there's like a hype period and a certain amount of time and then like you know, maybe something comes out at us out of the blue and we, mm. we don't catch it until we've had one opportunity,
0: you know, one instance to do it.
1: Mm, mm. Yeah.
0: Yeah, no, I agree. Cool. But I mean, I, and I think, I mean, circling back to the, the lack of, I mean, we just kind of talked about the MPL and stuff like that. But I think for me talking about um, a lack of interest in the game, I think also stems from just how much talk there is. Of the game sometimes, um, and how kind of negative it can be, which kind of the wears internet, me, which definitely negative, wears, yeah, which yeah. Definitely that's wears another down.
2: form of burnout, isn't it? Yeah, I also am a little tired of it's being just being like, disappointed in the Magic community, yeah, or whatever, or just, just being mad at Wizards. Like I don't want that forever.
0: Yeah, and yeah. I get like it's it's easy to to say it's just all a matter of perspective and you know why are you getting angry at this
1: and yeah I mean the oceans are dying they're choked yeah, with plastic exactly. you know get and freaked out about that
0: yeah but yeah. and I understand that it's easy and, and and simple to sort of redirect that anger at something complicated and huge to something stupid and silly like magic which it is I mean like end of the day it's a card game and we all have fun playing it uh, but um, people like getting mad and it's easier to get mad at something that doesn't matter a whole lot right at the end of the day uh so that's that's definitely weighs on me when it comes to burning out of the game and then that sort of has this sort of like you know snowballing effect where i'm tired of the arguing of this game and then in turn i'm tired of this game when maybe i don't want to be right like maybe i want to love playing this game and and go home and and go home and open arena i'm like uh, no, I'm just gonna close this down. <laughs> go oh, go, okay. go watch TV. That's funny. Yeah, I was tr- I
3: was trying to
2: say I feel kind of the opposite. I I can't play arena all night or anything, but, but like I I am kind of chomping at the bit of playing Magic. My computer's broken. So like, I haven't played yeah, Arena in, like a yeah, week.
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like it yeah. comes in bursts for sure. Like yeah. when uh, War of the Spark first came out, I don't think I've had so much fun playing a limited format. In a very long time. Maybe
1: you are just burned out of, like, Magic because you played so much War of the Spark. Because James played a lot of War of the Spark.
0: I mean, I played a lot of War of the Spark, but not, like, a lot, a lot.
1: To give you you an example from my life, where sometimes I listen to an album a lot, Mm -hmm. and I'm like, oh, I'm done with this band. And I'm not. I just need to take a break and walk away from it and come back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? So maybe it's a different format or just not playing Magic at all. Yeah, and, that's what, and
0: I mean, that's what I do, right, is that I fully expect, I mean, it's the same for a lot of things, right, like, you know, video games, music, movies, whatever, you just sort of step away from, a, a, uh, from it a little bit, and then there are events that come along and really kind of kick your ass back into gear, like, I said this on Twitter the other day, and it's very true, and it's always been true that E3, while completely absurd uh, in terms of scope and, and what it means for the gaming community as a whole, always gets me excited about video games again, right? Right, because you see all this I, cool stuff happening. Yeah, that's you get happening. to see all this cool stuff that's happening. And I guarantee you that, um, you know, a week today we leave for Magic Fest Seattle. A week tomorrow Magic Fest Seattle starts. I guarantee you that a week tomorrow I'm going to be like, yeah, Magic is awesome. Yeah, you're going to have fun once you're at Magic Fest. Right? For sure. And yeah. um,
1: plus the core set's coming out, which is not the most exciting set for the enfranchised player, but the core set is the perfect time for you to round up it's somebody a- you know that doesn't play as much and then have a nice, refreshing... Fun, you know, t- traditional relaxing game of like old fashioned magic with some people who aren't just like, oh, I've got deep opinions about the structure of the mythic championship. They're like, cool. I cool. gave my dude double strike. <laughs> yeah, exactly. right? yeah. Like, yeah, that yeah. takes yeah. you back. You're like, yeah. ah. I right? mean, the,
0: I love I'm so happy they brought the oh, corset take back. Eight. Yeah, Because yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think the corset does a great job of sort of resetting everybody. In the magic community, um, just I bringing love this simple set in gameplay. because it's just so basic. I love, I love it. it. There's something yeah, about really that
1: nice. straightforward: white cards do white things, blue cards do blue things. Kind of corset gameplay that I don't always want to play, but it makes me nostalgic for like just learning to play magic. Because of course, when everybody, whenever you start to play magic, I don't like. I started to play later than. Than you nelson but like people were like here's some corset cards mm-hmm. they're super straightforward and it's like oh i remember those days those halcyon days of youth
2: <laughs> i just really like the draft environments of corset because yeah. you know there's there's just cer- certain levels of like understanding and and depth to magic and, mm-hmm. and they're there with all the games but i find that whenever you're drafting corset you get to kind of like just skip to the later ones faster and everyone's doing it mm-hmm. so you know like in a War of the Spark draft, you know, you might have a draft that just like completely falls apart in the draft stage right? because you got, you, you missed a queue or something, or you got bogged down in in, in some portion or of Or somebody that.
1: else pivoted because they opened a ridiculous bomb yeah. and you thought you had planted your flag, but then you get cut on your exactly. colors.
2: And it's totally valid, like, and that's fine. There's there's something to learn there, but it's like much more rare for that to happen in, in a corset game. Mm-hmm. And then like, you know, similarly in deck building, it's like, you're probably gonna know the right choices to make. In your corset deck building, and then when you're playing, it's like unless someone gets you know uh, stuck on mana, you're gonna get into the mid and late game of your games of Magic, and then you're gonna actually just get to see the interesting, you know, deep interactions between your fairly simple cards. Mm-hmm. Like that's to me the the beauty of the corset is just like Magic already is just like quite complicated. Just without cards that have a million words on them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's just a complicated yeah. game.
1: At its base, yeah. there's still so much happening yeah. to, you,
2: to keep track of. And you really get to re- be reminded of that, I, mm-hmm. I think. Yep, yeah, of course. It. Also, yeah, these three Chandras that they've already spoiled look freaking great.
1: Uh, uh, oh, can we talk about how one of them is an uncommon? Sure, sure
0: yeah. It's, a, it's an uncommon, a rare, and a mythic rare. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Beach, if you go to Mythic Spoilers, um, you can
1: probably the find maiden, them. the mother, and the crone, <laughs> right? <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> Chandra through time but and yeah and like yeah the rare there is an uncommon that's like middle Chandra and mm-hmm. young Chandra is the rare and then d- Grown-up like yeah. really cool. is the mythic. wait. The mythic. Oh, really? so yeah, so in Six terms of the mythic, in terms yeah.
0: of yeah, yeah But in terms of in terms of like progression it goes like age progression Yeah, I think it goes the rare, rare one looks youngest common, yes. or rare uncommon mythic also It's my yeah. casting cost so the rare is only three mana. So there's so here's the uncommon yeah Chandra novice Pyromancer oh, maybe this is the end for three red no no okay I... okay well let's we'll, we'll go through yeah. by rarity so sure. for three and a red you get a five mana planeswalker uh plus one elementals you control get plus two plus zero until end of turn okay minus one i assume that comes into play somewhere else minus one add red red okay and then minus two chandra novice pyromancer deals two damage to any target
1: it's an uncommon planeswalker with a plus ability but yeah. a very situational one. Yeah, which But is, I'm super excited to see Planeswalkers at Uncommon.
0: Yeah, I mean... Like, so they've, that's interesting. They have confirmed that this is the only Planeswalker we're going to have at Uncommon in, in M20. But still... But I love that they are they are They're moving, using that design they are, space. Yeah, they're continuing to play with that design, design space. So then you go into the Rare, which is Chandra... Acolyte of Flame.
1: I read an article, apparently this is the youngest one, this is like, she doesn't have a limiter on, she's like, supposed to be meditating and but instead she's making a fire elemental and like, you can see her teacher's like what the, Chandra, so in the background?
0: One, Get to work. One red red, four loyalty planeswalker, for zero put a loyalty, loyalty counter on each red planeswalker you control. So if you've got two. Yeah. For zero... That's right, two zero abilities, create two one one red elemental creature tokens. They gain haste, sacrifice them at the beginning of the next end step. Imagine so if you get two Chandra. If Chandra's. you pair this with the uncommon Chandra Chandra, you can make those three ones, which is kinda cool. Um, and then for minus two, you may cast target instant or sorcery card with converted mana costs three or less from your graveyard. If that card would be put into your graveyard this turn, exile it instead. Which is kind of cool, you know, given that sort of flashback and, into the thing. And then finally, Chandra Awakened Inferno. This is a mythic rare. Four red, red for a six loyalty planeswalker. It says this spell cannot be countered. Suck it, P- blue. Plus two. Each opponent gets an emblem. Whoa. with At the beginning of your upkeep, this emblem deals one damage to you. Say
1: what? So, Say and you can give what? them multiple emblems. Yep.
0: You can, you can, you can just do that every them. turn. That's the plus. Which is pretty interesting. That's the plus. Minus
1: three. That's spicy.
0: Chandra deals three damage to each non-elemental creature. So board wipe, pretty legit.
1: It's pyroclasm, but better.
0: (laughs) Yeah. And then minus X deals X damage to target creature or planeswalker. If a permanent dealt damage this way would die this turn, exile it instead. Uh, This is a spicy.
1: Send that right to the nether realm.
0: Yeah, this is a heck of a card. (laughs) Curious to see if it gets any sort of like... Uh, standard play, normally it takes six a lot. Six is a lot for a regular. I mean, card. that's the thing, is that it takes a lot for six mana spells to, six mana Planeswalkers to be played in standard, but the, all those abilities seem pretty legit. Well, so. she, okay, yeah.
1: so, so she comes down, and for and for plus two, so she comes down with eight loyalty, which is ridiculous, and then you you deal one damage to your opponent on their upkeep, which mm-hmm. is like, eh, but no then, Not amazing
2: for eight mana, or six no. mana, right? No, right. But,
1: yeah. I, but you could also, like, completely just you could like take her down to like one loyalty or something like that to like exile pretty much almost anything i think yeah she
2: has the same ability as um the first five mana chandra right it's like the much comes comes in with six loyalty and can minus x to to burn a creature so that's kind of cool and that i mean that one was playable so maybe Yeah. yeah
1: this this can't be countered so like if you absolutely positively need it dead and it's got less than six toughness or six toughness or less. Yeah. Anyways,
2: those those cards look pretty exciting. I think it was Gizmodo that got to spoil those. Is I that where the so, source yeah. was? Oh, really? That's I, Cool. I think so. Yeah.
1: Well, look at that. Look at look at Magic stuff getting like getting it was the like mainstay. Because I, I was checking out Kotaku, of course, for all of the E3 news that was happening, and it was like right in their carousel of interesting stories from other sites, like right on the top of that. I was like, oh, neat. I was nice. I wanted to read this anyhow, but now I it's just right here. Cool.
0: Uh, all right. Well. I mean, that's what happens when you go into an episode of TapTap Tap without a topic. I think it went fairly well. You talked for 50 minutes straight. We managed to fill the hour, almost. Um, all right, so before we wrap up, I want to remind everybody this is the last time on TapTap Tap I'll be able to do this for Magic Fest Seattle. Um, this is coming out on Monday. Magic Fest is this weekend in Seattle. If you would like to come out and join us for the weekend, you can do so.
1: Oh, my gosh. How many people are going to be there, James?
0: Myself, Graham, Cameron, Ben, Adam, Cameron. Wait, does it Cameron already? Yes. Who's the sixth person? Who else is loading in run again? Surge, Surge. is going to be there. Beach is going to be there. Beach will be manning the booth. And doing custom alters. And altars. doing and doing custom <laughs> alters and and selling merchandise like Mostly just that one. Beach, what are we going to be selling? We're going to have uh, some
3: shirts on hand. Cool. Uh and uh playmat, maybe? Lot, we have like six or seven playmat designs nice. that we have as well. Uh, I'm just going to bring mugs in case people want to buy the checkpoint mugs. All right. <laughs> Sweet.
1: I mean, it's in the same place as our warehouse, right? Yeah,
3: exactly, and we have three dice bag designs. We have the Dice Friends dice bag design, and God willing, we will have two more dice
0: bag designs that are brand new that we have never had before. Sweet. So that'll are very cool. That'll be your first chance to buy those things. Uh, Magic Fests are open to the public. You do not have to pay to get in. If you are pre-registering for the event, uh, at the end of that pre-register, uh, pre-registration, you will see a little box that you can put a comment in if you just say... If you put code LRR there, let lets them know that we sent you. Uh, it's super useful. Yeah, um, put so, our code so everywhere. Put our code there. Just yeah. put the
1: words Who, LRR in yes. any random spot. Who knows? Spot.
0: Maybe you'll get like 50% off somewhere. Like, no. you go to Article and be like LRR at the end and just like, hey, you, you found the free secret code. Congratulations.
1: I Have a know. sofa.
0: Have a sofa for free. No, it's probably not going to happen. This
1: podcast brought to you by Article. Find <laughs> furniture at Canadian prices. <laughs>
0: Yikes. Um, also by Card Kingdom. Also yeah. by Card Kingdom. All <laughs> right, <laughs> let's roll into the actual sponsors here. Card Kingdom.com. Uh, it's a kingdom
1: of cards it's a
0: kingdom of cards be sure to apply that affiliate code by saying cardkingdom.com slash lrr um we love them we use them you should too
1: they're legitimately good people they
0: are really good people and then finally patreon over at patreon.com slash loading ready run as always we could not do all of this that we do without you whether it be in this studio or the other studio, or that other studio, or the friend space. Thank you, Patreon Or the editing supporters. offices.
1: Thank you for letting us be bathroom, weirdos professionally.
0: Especially the bathroom. The bathroom was all you. Yeah,
1: thank mm-hmm.
0: you. All right, so for James and Kathleen and Nelson, this has been Tap Tap Concede from A Plane Somewhere in Magic. Uh?
1: Bye.